You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. What do you do when life doesn't go according to plan? That moment you lose a job, or a loved one, or even a piece of yourself. I'm Brooke Shields, and this is Now What? A podcast about pivotal moments as told by people who lived them. Each week I sit down with a guest to talk about the times they were knocked off course and what they did to move forward. Some stories are funny. Others are gut-wrenching. But all are unapologetically human and remind us that every success and every setback is accompanied by a choice. And that choice answers one question. Now what? Okay, so you're married to me. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Can I get more coffee? (laughs) Um, Do you want to shout us something? Shout out tequila? can you talk about that a little bit? Like, what? is it weird being married to me? No. Like, I had to tell you in the beginning not to beat up paparazzi. Like, just, okay, what was, was it like in the beginning where you're like, oh shit, I'm ma- this is a pain in the ass? No, it was never, I, the paparazzi was a lot in the early days. What did you think of? Like, all of a sudden you're like, I know, what do you no. you want to hear? I don't want to hear anything, but I know people <laughs> we, would like to hear We got into restaurants it. very easily. <laughs> My guest today is simply my guy. He's the man of my dreams. Chris Henchy is my husband for more than 22 years. He is a wonderful father to our two daughters, and he's quite possibly one of the funniest people on the planet. He and I met on the Warner Brothers lot back in the 90s. That's when he was working as a comedy writer and I was doing Suddenly Susan. And since then, he's continued to write, direct, and produce some of the biggest films and TV shows of the past two decades, including Spin City, Entourage, I'm With Her, Impractical Jokers, The Other Guys, The Campaign, Daddy's Home, the list goes on. Chris is also one of the founders of Funny or Die and has been instrumental in helping a new generation of comedians get off the ground. I adore him. And while I am quite shocked that he agreed to do the show... I am not the least bit surprised at how great his interview was. So here is the wonderful Chris Henchy. 
All right, Henty, thank you for being here. Have we started? Yeah, we started. I can't say I really did any preparation, or I can say I did 22 plus years of preparation. I'm not quite sure. 25 years of preparation. 25 years. He hates sitting down talking about feelings. He hates sitting down talking about anything. You have the attention span of like a gnat. Well, you're the one whose glasses are fogging up. <laughs> All right, I know. I get, you know what? I'm around you, Henchy. You still, you still fog my glasses up. Um, Okay, so people have been asking all sorts of questions, so I don't even know where to start. But I remember the day we first met. Yes. Take me through it. What do you remember? I was 12. <laughs> I just purchased a ticket oh, for the I Blue have, Lagoon. I, <laughs> and I have here, no jokes, tell me seriously. Before I could even say that, you started with a joke. What uh, do you remember? Seriously, what do you remember? I what do I remember? I was, uh, I was at Warner Brothers on the lot. and Why? Uh, I was doing a television show there um, and writing, and I went to the gym because I work out. And uh, there was a, I was working out, and there was a dog in the gym, kind of running without a with a leash, but no, you know, like nobody taking care of it. Uh, real good foreshadowing. Um, so I go to pet the dog, and was the, dog, the leash literally went around the corner. So it was she had the leash still around, on her. Yeah, leash was around. I knew she was, was around no the corner. Exit. It was a kind of a pit mix um so i started petting the dog and lo and behold around the corner comes brooke shields and we just started chatting now what i've told you once i don't think you remember or anything like that i so brooke was doing her show suddenly susan i was doing another sitcom but you're on a lot and there's just a bunch of other tv writers running around so you know and it's a small community so you know everybody so i think i went over to see somebody at suddenly susan and you were eating lunch because there was other writers over there that we know and you guys were having suddenly susan cast was having their lunch on one of the sound stages and that's where before the show on friday night they put a whole spread of food and you like a good spread of food like like food. (laughs) and i walk through and i'm looking good um (laughs) i'm in shape from the gym the hair's parted down the middle feathered back i've got i've got uh clothes that was you in the 80s it was was back it it came back in 96. um I had clothes that I bought on lot at the sample store from, because, you know, the productions, when they would go out, they'd sell their clothes. at uh, There was a, a market there, so you could buy actually kind of cool clothes. Cool clothes from sitcoms? Like yeah, from older? Yeah, well, from wardrobe. Wardrobe. wardrobe when they <laughs> that did, wasn't used. They or weren't going to be used. They were used. You were, you were buying used clothes, but they are always really pretty We pleasant. got them as actors. We got them at half price. Yeah, and then we would go buy them after that. But I was walking through. I was looking good, and you did check me out. And you the know story. that is what you remember. That I, 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 you had curlers in your hair, and I remember you just you you you, oh, you I held cl- the gaze. I clocked you. Yeah, you held the gaze for about five seconds. Really? Anyway, I that was um, prior to the gym. Yeah, prior to the gym. So a month okay. later, I do the gym. You're in the dream world. And then okay. I go back to my office, and that was it. So, but then this was probably October, uh, like a week later. Or so I get a call to come and write. Uh, uh, an NBC holiday special. And then they said, I said, who's hosting? And I, they said, Brooke. I go, oh, tell her the guy she met at the gym uh, a couple of weeks ago is the guy who's writing the show. So you Don't might, think it's like a hack. Yeah. You, you, you have hopefully what you think is a, a funny writer. It's funny because I remember going out, coming back from the gym and calling my roommate from college and going, I just met a really kind of cute guy. Like he's like a really normal guy. And I think you should date him. And she goes, oh, well, I kind of like somebody else. And so I never even knew your your name until they told me you were writing the right. show. And then I increasingly got, again, foreshadowing more and more and more pissed off at you because you never gave me my material. 
Right. And I wanted to get my material and be the nerdy well, brook I, that I am. Yeah, but they what they didn't tell you what I told them is I'm not going to get it till Friday. I'll start writing, but I probably won't get all of it till Friday. And you have Saturdays on teleprompters. You can do it. You're a pro. And so I, <laughs> I like highlighting I, and I memorizing you, I've, and I've underlining. Seen, I, you have highlighted and made notes on our life that, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, get ready for a book. <sighs> okay. Go, go back. I mean, I know the answers to these, but a lot of people don't know how you became a writer, what your trajectory was. You didn't plan on being a writer. You went to, you were kind of an army brat. Right. Yeah. We, still we, brat, moved, but, yeah okay. we moved around a lot. Uh, I was born in New York, but um, went to college in New Mexico, one, University of New Mexico. Uh, and I wanted to be a comedy writer, but had no ties, no connections, no know anything. How so, do you know you wanted to be a comedy? How do you know? I, I don't you know. know. I just would watch sitcoms. I'd watch Saturday Night Live, Letterman. Seemed to be funny around my friends. And um, uh, and they seemed to think so. But it was like, yeah, you know, it was just, uh, let me try it. Uh, I said, let me move to New York under the guise of working on Wall Street because I didn't want to tell my parents after uh, four and a half years of college, yes, four and a half, uh, <laughs> that I was going to go to New York and be a comedy writer because they would just say no. So what I did they was- They weren't too amenable. No, that's not in my family. Everybody wanted, my, my whole thing with family was, uh, my grandmother everybody was get your benefits, you know, your bennies. So get a job that has benefits. So I- And your grandmother, uh, Naname. Naname. Is from Ireland. From Ireland. So I- Basically, sort of used the Wall Street connection or job, had a degree in finance. I should have studied something more fun, but look, I'm here right now doing iHeartRadio with my wife. Um, but I, uh, but so, honestly, can I just tell you, I don't know if you would be the kind of person who to knows? then study creative writing and then go that way. You're right. just, you right. write the way you write and you write instinctually right. and you write instinctively. instinctively. And you don't like to. You I would have gone to Santa Fe and become a poet. Oh, if I stayed, if I no, stayed seriously, that would have that would have. Who knows? You don't I mean, like I, boundaries. Yeah, who knows? No. <laughs> I, so, but I I moved to New York and worked at a big firm that has since uh, gone under and created uh, a huge savings and loan scandal. I had nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> Drexel, <laughs> Drexel Burnham. Uh, but I and it was it was a fun job. It it, it and it didn't. I wasn't made out for it. Uh, it wasn't going to last, and um, Which, did you like anything about no, it? No, I hated. It. I just you I, liked I, the vouchers. For the, the vouchers cars. for cars. We go out to eat afterwards. I had fun, um, but it wasn't it wasn't for me. I knew it. So when I when Drexel was going under, they offered me a job in L.A., which I turned down. Um, and it was then I said, if I'm going to write, I'm getting a severance package from this company. Now's the time to go write. And I thought the severance package would last a year. I thought it'd be six months before I got a job writing. And I thought my whole world was going to be great. And none of that happened. So well, it was you, you, I burned through the severance in six months and no job within a year. So what happened when you told your mom and dad? I didn't tell my parents. I said, I'm going to keep looking for a job. I remember someone got me an interview at Oppenheimer, which was a bank back then. And I was just, I was just not into it. I was like, ugh. So what so, I my in my head was this sounds horrible like to your parents just string them along just keep saying I'm looking for work, <laughs> but and it was a race and it, like everything's a race with me it's like can I can I make money writing before I have to tell them the truth I, I'm at this time writing everything I can write I'm learning how to write uh, spec scripts you know television 
sitcom. A spec script a is a script just, that you just write without getting paid to spec. write it. On they call it on spec. spec. And that has the idea that you might get paid. At my level, you're never going to get paid. It's really just a writing sample. It's you, like an to audition get, tape. To get an agent, to get a manager, to get anybody to look at your stuff. I was writing jokes for anything. Uh, I was write, just writing everything that was on television, sketches, and just constantly uh writing and um did you do any stand-up at that time or I, try I, that I, or? I did stand-up i would i was i would immerse myself that? i was i wasn't horrible and i wish i kind of it's one of those things i wish i'd kept up because i wasn't it was not great and bombed but i was like oh i could this could be fun but it was such a i mean every bar had this open mic night every and then you'd go in there it was just you'd see the same people and it was like Such 10 other struggling bad comedians in a room writing jokes and writing like taking it's a hands. hustle though it was bad. yeah it was bad it, it just wasn't great it wasn't but i just figured writing might be the better way to go because the stand-up world seems so flooded so that's that era do you remember did you sell your first joke in new york city before the MTV situation well, talk about that yeah so i well, so i would paper the city with my made up resume just trying to pad my resume with anything I did um, and then what do you say what, I, do you I don't remember I was just like oh, I just write sc- scripts a Murphy Brown script with a little re- it was like it, like it was produced I, like, and it, I, you lied no I wrote one it just wasn't oh. made <laughs> they just it, never saw it, it. it just, no one ever read it and then <laughs> And you know, stand up at these these four clubs and writing for a comedian that nobody knew about. But I put anything down. But um, finally, somebody at MTV picked up. He said, "Yeah, these are good." And there, it was back when MTV actually had scripted content and shows. They had a show called Remote Control that Adam Sandler was a, a performer on it. And, and was this the I want my? This is the I want my MTV days. But Remote Control was just like a a Jeopardy for MTV audience. So I would write sample questions and send those to those guys and finally they hired me to come write uh, promos so i would come in and write a promo once a month and sit and try to immerse myself and go hey can i sit while you guys produce it just so i can learn and i made 150 bucks and then there was a show they had on at night uh this kind of fake news show and then they hired me to write didn't hire me they would buy your jokes at 150 bucks a pop and so you would be lucky to sell two jokes so once a month i was making Three hundred to four hundred fifty dollars. When you, so is and that, that's where I was able to tell my parents, I'm a, I'm a professional comedy writer. You can't tell me no. <laughs> Look at these checks that are coming in. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. 
Millions of people have made the switch to Nick Sleek Proof Underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Talk to me a little bit about our beloved Gary Shandling. How did that, how did you meet him and what was that like? Was he a mentor? Um, I, through that MTV show, met a bunch of people and there was, uh, there were three amazing basketball games in Hollywood, um, all run by Gary's. Pickup games? Is that Pick what Pickup basketball game. Okay. And, uh. I thought that meant you went and just picked up girls. No, come on. Um, so anyway, a, a friend of mine said, hey, do, and, and I was starting to, you know, like meet people. And he's like, do you want to come up and play at Shanley's game? I was like, yeah. So I got invited to that game. And it was like one of the most amazing things. And it's been written up in uh, like ESPN.com and stuff like that. It was, that you were playing? I was playing. <laughs> and, and, um, and it, you know, I, I don't talk about that often because it was kind of a private game. It was a private... Well, you like, had to get invited to you had to, get, you had to be invited and you had to, you know, it, like Gary curated that list so that it was always great people, fun people, and, you know, people who can, weren't going to dominate the game, but just were there to have, you know, uh, two hours of fun basketball and then hang out for two hours. But there were pick- funny people. We had Sarah Silverman on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Did, you know, she was one of the only girls yeah. asked to play. There was a couple. You came and played. Uh, oh, I didn't play. I came and babysat you, Duchovny's kids. <laughs> I know, but you played a little. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. There, yeah, very. But but it was it was you know it was what kind of got me. You know, even those days I was struggling because I remember uh, breaking up with a girlfriend and what? having what yeah and having stuff in most of my stuff in the car and going to play basketball instead of <laughs> trying to figure out where I was going to live and sitting up at his house going, you didn't have I'm your the, own place to live. No, were- I'm the only guy up here who's homeless. <laughs> and so were and you then, just living at her apartment? We were living together, but I moved out. <laughs> so, oh, okay. It's good yeah. to know. Yeah. Good to know. Oh, it's good to know. Yeah. So, yeah. and then, uh, uh yeah. So I Note moved out. And that, yeah. He will he move out. He will move out. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then I went to a friend's house. But then, okay, so that's like the tra- that's the trajectory part of it. Um, one personal thing, which I'll get back to, but one of the one of the things that I want to just say is I remember one of the ways, the not the ways, one of the reasons why I was so enamored with you. First of all, on our first kind of date, it was all about SNL sketches, and we just laughed so much. Right. But when you started talking to me about Nana May. And how you used to go take care of Nana Mae and buy her groceries. But my Irish grandmother yeah. up in Yorkville, yeah. Yorkville, what? what? In New York City. Yeah, in New York like City. Yeah. Where, where did she? What was her? Where was her apartment? She had a eighty uh, eighth and first. 
And then she was like a sort of housekeeper. Uh, but you used to river dance. I used to go, I, I'd go entertain her, take her to movies, uh, take her out to dinner. Um, Every she Sunday. She loved, not, not, or she would cook. She had odd jobs even though she so was So she like, worked for this guy uh, who lived further down and I would, uh, uh, First Avenue, and I would, she would have me come up there and like help her take curtains down to go to, to take them to the cleaner, whatever, I'd, I'd help out. Uh, and he would also go away for most of August and she used to watch his cat. And he would leave her enough money to buy fancy feast cat food and that's like an expensive that's the expensive that's that's nobody uses a phrase anymore well that's the cadillac of cat foods it's the filet mignon of cat foods okay. back in the early 90s i'm sure there's much better but it was fancy feast and he would leave you know a dollar a can he was gone for 40 days he'd leave her 40 bucks in tax but my grandmother would go to the grocery store and buy the Grand Union, Grand or... Union brand, three for a dollar, and pocket the twenty five bucks, and it was a <laughs> big bargain. And I would be in the living room watching television on a Sunday, and she's cooking dinner, but she'd go feed the cat, and I'd hear from the kitchen and that brogue, "There'll be no fancy feast for you tonight. Tonight is Grand Union." <laughs> Jesus, man, <laughs> make, like... trying to make a buck on on any any I angle. Think that's enterprising, and yeah. in the, by, by the way, there'll be no fancy feast. There'll be no fancy feast for you now. Um, but the cat didn't know the difference. Well, the cat wouldn't eat for three days, and she's like, you'll eat soon enough. <laughs> I heard that, too. I was like, good God. Okay, so cut to you You start working, you start making. You have, you've, I mean, whenever I mention you, like, if, especially if we're, like, in a party situation and you, there's, like, young guys there, I'll, I'll go over to them and I'll say, like, do you know who that guy is? And they'll say, like, no. And I'll say, well... He wrote on Entourage. He wrote Spin City. He wrote the Impractical Jokers, the movie. And then, then once I get to the campaign, the mm. other guys yeah. or Daddy's Home, they start like absolutely palpitating because they 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 they'll come yeah. up and quote quote things about the baby punch from the campaign, or they'll start quoting. So, how did you? Was it Gary Shandling that kind of started no, you? No, from I had the Gary Shandling, then I. Then I was lucky enough to get hired to come and write sitcoms, and then uh, Gary David Goldberg read something. I and, meant Gary David Goldberg, sorry. Yeah, Gary David Goldberg, and then he and I wrote a couple sitcoms together that lasted a season, but uh, he was just an unbelievable mentor. And then I went to Spin City, and Gary Goldberg had the other great Hollywood basketball game, so I was playing at Gary's game on during the week and Shanley's game on Sunday, so I was... And I was still not a great player, um, but fun. Uh, I was okay some, back then. You could make some good screens or whatever yeah, you call I, them. I set screens. So you to to start. Well, getting... it was interesting. Like you, like you, I never thought past writing for sitcoms, like being on staff. That was as far as my dream went. And now I was creating a couple of sitcoms. I wrote a uh, I wrote a movie, Land Lost, and that was finished writing that. And I'm laying in my office trying to figure out what to do next. And my phone rang. It was my manager mentioning that. Uh, Will Farrell and Adam McKay want to start a company, and I had done some punch up on a couple of their movies, like Anchorman, like, like Anchorman, and and, and uh, Elf, and we used to do roundtables where they would get a script. Explain what that is. Yeah, they'd we'd, they'd get a script, and before they would start shooting, they would want to bring a few comedy writers in, and we'd all sit around the table. They'd throw some food into the, the room like we were animals, and shut the door, <laughs> and uh, and you're all still kind of yeah, like, and that. we would write. We'd go through the script and give alternate jokes and stuff like that. It was really, just a great time. And manager said they were want to start a company. 
they keep saying somebody like Chris Henchy, would you consider writing less and running this company? And I said, let me talk to my wife. And what did I say? You said yes, for sure. So I, I went and, and you did were, it. And agents weren't keen on it. No, my agent wasn't too keen on it. And because uh, he was like, it's going to take you out of the writing game. And I ended up just writing more at the time. Well, yeah, I which, said, are you nuts? I, I said to be associated with yeah. those guys. It's it's yeah. comedy mecca. Yeah. And you'll kick yourself if you don't do this. And oh, yeah. like that, you can't make is. OK, let me ask you this. Do you think that you can't make safe moves in Hollywood? Like, do you have to risk things like that? To, to kind of keep moving yeah. forward. I mean, yeah, the, the, it was yeah a, because it you was, always hear the safe, it's like fishing or gambling. This, you hear the safe moves that pan out. You don't, you don't hear the safe moves that, that don't. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I call the show now what because it's like those moments when you're like oh fuck now what do I do like I didn't see that coming and then all of a sudden something happens and um you have said that land of the um land of the lost was a now what moment for you why well it was you know it was it was so funny it was funny it was uh the movie was like it was just not what people wanted um but was it what you wanted yeah, we wrote a funny movie. Maybe another time it would have been more well-received. I bet well now received. it would be really uh, well-received. It, it 
people do come up to me occasionally, talk about how funny it is, less so than back then. But it was just, it wasn't the time for it, I guess. I don't know. It, it just wasn't what people wanted. And how do you it, know what people want? You when don't. You don't you, you don't. just like, write we what took, you want? We took a swing and it just didn't work and, or it didn't work then. I think it, I, I, I'll, I'll stand by it and I'm proud of, proud of it. And I, I, it will come beyond. I'll watch. I go. This is there's some funny stuff here. And wouldn't you rather take a swing at something big and yeah. kind of lose than? But the, the so the crazy thing was, and when you talk, I go. It came out the same weekend as The Hangover, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was like six weeks before you know people start tracking movies, and I remember my age is going. Uh, and I'm like, I'm feeling common. Like, I'm so naive. I go like, oh, this movie's going to be great. And uh, it's going to do great. People are going to love it. How they not love it? I, you know. And six weeks out, you know, this Hangover movie's tracking. <laughs> tracking. Like, tracking. That's the and worst I, word you can hear when it's, well, it's not about you. About, yeah. <laughs> and like five weeks, this, this Hangover movie's really growing. And like like three weeks out, this Hangover movie's going to be a monster. And then it just was a the biggest phenomenon. And it's opening weekend. And we, I was in New Orleans writing... <gasps> Here's the crazy thing. I was writing the other guys in New Orleans and working on a small movie we did down there and uh, just sitting in a hotel room getting hourly reports on Friday on projections and they kept going down and hangovers kept going up and then getting on a plane and, and coming home to your wife coming home to my and wife and my daughter and I'm just sitting there Zuh. staring at my daughter goes what's wrong dad she's like I go, that's I, this is, I, I learned a lesson don't tell, your, don't, yeah, don't tell your kids everything about your career <laughs> she goes what's wrong <laughs> I go well uh, yeah the, and she knew about land loss and she's probably she's, she's, she's like six years old I go well uh, daddy's Greer movie's Street. not doing so well <laughs> And she's like, oh, no, why? And she got super uh, protective and upset. I was like, oh, I, I saw that. It's going to be fine. The, the thing was, is I that like weekend. I can picture you talking to a six-year-old. Listen, uh, the protections yeah, the, the, are the, good. The, uh, the box office is not really, tracking well. It's not going to be a It's underperforming. <laughs> the worst thing was, is outside of our apartment was a billboard for the hangover. <laughs> We were in a loft downtown in Soho at that point. We had two children. I I was on Lipstick Jungle. I think so. And every I time I so. got in a cab that weekend, it was uh, on the thing. It was the Sandy Canyon movie moment, and he'd go. Sandy Canyon. Canyon is a critic in the city. Yeah, Sandy Canyon does the TV critic, movie critic in the cabs, right? In the cabs. So you get in and. Every time we'd like, I'm Sandy Candy with the movie on. He'd, he'd rave about the entre, uh, about uh, uh, the Hangover, and uh, uh, then he'd go. Uh, on the other hand, <laughs> land of the lost. <laughs> I, I, you you couldn't the time, mute it, you, though. You couldn't get to that X to mute it and shut it off quick enough. And it's kind on of like a little bit of a loop. Even now, and they're hard to mute. They're hard, and and it was just like, oh, my first movie was a kind of a public uh, failure. And so that happens, and how is it a now what moment? What do you what do well, you it's say just like, to I'm, yourself? You say, "Wow, I, I, am I going to get another uh, at bat?" How do you do that? Well, you, you, how, you we get were talking lucky. about this you today. Like, and I, I, I luckily was writing the other guys, and we kind of rushed that script a little bit. And was together. that already going to be made? It was not greenlit. Okay, and then so they could have not greenlit and it then, based on then. Like you're under a magnifying glass, but uh, and we almost like the movie almost didn't get greenlit, and they were like, "You got a week to get to figure the script at, out." And McKay and I knuckled down over July Fourth weekend and fixed the script. Then can, came the campaign, then which you wrote the yeah, campaign, wrote the campaign with uh, Will and Zach Galvanakis, and, and that was a blast. 
one just one last thing about Land of the Lost. Do you think that there's something about like if you're ahead of the curve, it's not good, and if you're behind, like if you're ahead of the wave, it's not good. If you're behind the wave, it's not good. You have to be right on it, and you, who could know right. when you're right? I, I don't know on if they, I don't, these days. I, there's is it like that? Was it? Like that then, and not like that now. No, it was just it, it wasn't a curve. It was just like uh, it just was the wrong time, and it, I think it's. I do think it's aged well. Talk to me about a very, uh, very serious, very important um, project, Bruddies. Bruddies. What is it? Explain <laughs> what Bruddies is. Uh, so I've done several movies with uh, Ben Falcone, who I love, and Melissa McCarthy, and uh, Steve Mallory. Who's we're always together on a lot of movies, and um, Mallory and Ben and I just have a text chain where we're at work and we're jackasses. You still have it. Oh, we have all the time, and and you're still jackasses about all, it, of all the time. You. And we started with Mallory. <laughs> we we go. And uh, Steve Mallory is also a, a very funny comedy writer. Funny comedy so writer. we we were saying how we were we very stilted text like we are buddies, and uh, and I wrote back to Ben. And Mallory's on there, but we're not including him. I go, we are brothers. I go, and then we were like, we are more than buddies, but we are less than brothers. We are buddies. And, uh, and you laughed. And we laughed. And we, laughed. Then we go, and then we told Steve, I go, the show's buddies. Just go write it. He's like, what are you talking about? I go, it writes itself, buddies. And so Steve, the next day, comes in with like three pages of of something. We go, oh, it's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an uh, animated. Ben Falcon. Uh, ben Frampton and Chris Henley. So they're slightly based on our us. Ben Falcone and Chris Henchy. Uh, if we were badass mercenary soldiers. <laughs> Which just intrinsically And we do a lot hysterical. of gladiator handshakes. And I would rewrite, then Ben would rewrite. Before long, we had like 70 pages of something called Bruddies. And <laughs> we took it out and we had an animation company come with us and like we took it to some studios and like, wait, what do you want to do? And like, we're, they're, they're eight minute scenarios. Where of, there's no plot. There's very little just plot. It's mostly just all badass. All those scenes. <laughs> it's, the, it's a Michael Bay best of animated. And it's just jackass dialogue. And, and then we realized we need a little story. So we ended up like the guy, uh, the guys at Chirp are like, we kind of love this. Why don't, why don't we just do it? Because they're going to start a, a, a streaming platform. We're like, all right, great. So we got paid to write Bruddies, and we put together a great cast. Um, which and includes, who would that cast be? Chris it has uh, Melissa McCarthy, Ben Falcone, Joel McHale, Reno Wilson, Richard Grant, Octavia Spencer. Um, Takai? George Takai. And your wife. What? You're yeah. in it? Oh, uh, so we are working together? Yeah, yeah, we are. And Brooke Shields. Can we talk a little personally? No. <laughs> I got to go. You're not going yet. You were talking about having lunch. So I'm, I get 10 more minutes with you. God, you're the, you're worst. You're the worst. Um, okay, we have two children, a 17-year-old mm -hmm. and a 20-year-old. What do you think our biggest strengths are as parents? Um, but um, but the I think we're relatively normal tradition, even though we're untraditional traditionalists. Like we, what is traditional? Like what do you mean? Well, we we don't like. There's certain things we do every year. You know, uh, like our, our Thanksgiving generally is a tradition, and if we go on a road trip, we don't eat at a chain restaurant. Like 
dad always drives off and sometimes it could take 20 minutes for me to find the mom and pop restaurant and they would used to sometimes get mad but then they were like god he always finds the greatest restaurant it's the best meatball this is yeah, best so it's like fried grilled, chicken steak i remember like a grill, like somewhere in vermont or grilled, grilled cheese, cheese tomato, in the smoop. Soup. soup tomato place that i just found like it looked like a, you know sometimes i'm sneaking on my phone <laughs> like gotta give yourself a yelp review and i'm like oh here it comes a good place this feels good <laughs> But generally, we're, and they, I, they, those are things they've taken away. Like, I, you know, like you went to go see Rowan at school, and she had her her local restaurants. Mm-hmm. That, and that's what mom and dad avoid. Like, and whenever we would check in the hotels for a movie or whatever, we would find our local coffee place. We'd find our, you know, and 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 uh, get to know them. Uh, food is a big, food is big, a big, thing. big, big thing. Uh, for you. I think our kids realize that dad says hi to most bartenders and, and ends up becoming friends with them. And you can see that happening with our kids too. Oh, <laughs> hey, how you doing? Yeah, great. I love it when the bartender knows your daughter's yes. first name. <laughs> Drink a choice. <laughs> um, I also think we have a lot of laughter. Mm-hmm. We, you know, food is really important to us, like that kind of around the, you, I just went to go visit Rowan in um, Italy where she's studying abroad and dad made a, two trays of enchiladas that he learned how to make in New Mexico with hatch. Green chili, chili, green yeah. chili. And I traveled on the plane with frozen, with enchiladas. frozen enchiladas. And it was a huge hit with all of her college friends. Yeah. And um, things like that. You know, we, we do create our own traditions. But really quickly, the first time that um, Chris asked me if the girls could be in um, in one of his movies, was it the other guy? The other guys. The yeah, other guys. Yeah. Um, I said, oh, sure. So he brings both girls down. And, of course, he treats them like they're actual cast members. And as well, they were. They were actual cast Well, I know. But they had a little trailer, a little honey wagon, which never happens. And both they had hair and makeup. and They, they got, were tiny. Uh, they were, Greer was... Three. Three. Three or four. Rowan was six. Six. 2009. So, yeah. Yeah. So, three. Three and six. And so, they they come back home and I said, oh, how'd you like it? And they said, oh, well, we, they couldn't do it because they lost the light. So, they had to go back. Well, they went back. Full hair and makeup again. Full hair and makeup again. Full outfits. Little honey wagon. Got to go to craft services. And then, at the very last minute, Greer says. Well, they, yeah, it was, it was, uh. I was in the scene, but it was a dad and his two daughters getting in a cab, and Rowan comes out smiling, ready to go, and she's got a little wardrobe on. Greer's hair, for some reason, is real bouffanty, like big, and she's got a purse and stuff like that. And <laughs> she sees three. the, she's three, she's, like, the head of hair was huge. She sees everybody, went, nope, <laughs> and just nope. started crying. And then Greer goes home, and mom says, how so was it? So I say it? to her, I said, what, what would you do? She goes, I did not do it. And I said, why? She goes, I did not want to. And I said, why didn't you want to? And she said, I did not want to. And I said, wait a minute. I said, you went through hair, makeup, wardrobe, got snacks at the craft table. I said, you never intended on doing it, did you? You did not want to do it from the beginning. You just wanted hair and makeup. And she said, yes. So she went through hair and makeup and wardrobe just knowing full well that she was not going to do it, but she wanted the hair and makeup. She wanted, she wanted to be there, but she just didn't want no, to. No, she yeah. wanted to be pampered, and yeah. she wanted to yeah. get hair and makeup, and yeah. she's still like that. Anyway, what do you want to do next? What's not on the horizon for Chris Henchy next? Divorce. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, – no, I'm just – I'm out, I'm out uh, you know – the hustle never sleeps. A couple movies, I got a, a couple movies out there. I'm talking and to uh, one to direct, uh, a couple to produce, and uh, one to write. Well, Henji, I love you. Love you too, babe. 
That was my love, Chris Henchy. Chris, babe, thank you for doing the show. And thank you for creating such a beautiful life with me. That's it for us today. Talk to you next week. Now What with Brooke Shields is a production of iHeartRadio. Our lead producer and wonderful showrunner is Julia Weaver. Additional research and editing by Darby Masters and Abu Zafar. Our executive producer is Christina Everett. The show is mixed by Bahid Frazier. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.